0: As we kick off a new year, I thought it could be a lot of fun for me to give you some challenges or some things to think about Um, and all centered around veterinary medicine. I know we had our year and wrap up last week, but as we are officially into 2023, you know, I am a type of person who really loves Fresh slates, goal setting, reevaluating, you know, how things are going in my life, in my career, and my family, relationships. And so I thought I would give you guys five kind of challenges, many things to do as we think of this new year to come. Um, and a lot of it's gonna be focused around dermatology, but honestly, a lot of it isn't. It's, it's things that really, no matter what you love to do in the clinic, Um, It's going to give you some challenges of things to really consider as we are at the beginning of a new year. Whether you're a person who really loves the idea of the new year or not, these are always things that even the middle of the year that you can sit down and kind of think about and reevaluate. And then we'll be jumping into a lot more of our DERM content and some interviews in the next um, few weeks, next couple of months. And of course, you know, I am so excited for that. So the number one thing I'd really like you to consider, um, in this new year or just, you know, you don't have to do it now, but sometime in this next 12 months, uh, simple try something new. And I mean, clinically like try something new, try a new product, try a new diet, try a new way of doing a diagnostic test. It's really easy, and I know in dermatology, this is so true for me, it's really easy to get stuck in one way of doing things, right? Like, oh, there's yeast otitis, I always use um, this ear flush, I always use this ear medication as my starting point, and those are all really good things to have. Um, But, you know, we have a new dermatologist who has joined our practice in the last couple of months. And I've loved being able to pick his brain as far as, well, why do you do that? You know, why do you like that topical? Why do you like that medication? Because he was trained at a different place than I was. And the other dermatologist that works with us, it was. So it's just nice to have that fresh perspective. Because with medicine, there's no one right way to practice, right? There's so many, especially in dermatology, There's so many different products. There's different philosophies. There's different ways of doing things. And though I may try something and not like it, or, you know, for a diet trial, I might try out this new diet just to kind of see how palatability is, what the results are, what the owner thought. Um, I just think it's nice for us to always be progressive, evolving, and trying new things. It doesn't have to be something completely big and crazy, like a crazy brand new surgery you're going to do that you don't feel qualified for. It could be something as simple as try a new shampoo, ask your local rep for um, a couple samples of a diet of an ear flush. Um, Try a new way of collecting cytology, just trying something new because to me that's what makes veterinary medicine so exciting is that we do always have these new products, innovations that are coming out Especially as we talk about antimicrobial resistance, all the topicals that are out there, how do we utilize those? All the alternative therapies like phobia, how do we utilize those so we're not dependent on systemic antimicrobials all the time? So I just challenge you to try something new, break out of your typical box a little bit because it can make it really fun just to try something completely different, even if it ends up not working out, just not not to become stagnant in what you're doing. Number two challenge for this new year that is coming up. I want you to identify one to two things you really like focusing on, that you really want to focus on, something you really love. But maybe you need to make it known to your colleagues or known to your medical director, your office manager, or the, the CSRs up front to schedule more of these things with you. That could be, you know, a certain disease category. Maybe you love endocrinopathies. And so, you know, there's certain, uh, cases that you really are interested in seeing. Maybe you love vomiting cases. Um, you know, hopefully you like skin cases. If you're listening to the Durham vet podcast, maybe you tell them to really focus on, um, scheduling the ear cases with you. I know when I was an intern, um, at Purdue, when I was doing overnight shifts, a lot of skin cases still come in as all the ER vets know. So, They would often preferentially give them to me because they knew that I wanted to specialize in in dermatology. So, if there's a certain disease, a certain symptom you really like doing, if it's dental disease, is there a way you can chat with the other uh, veterinarians in your clinic if they don't really like dentistry that you can take a little bit more of that on? If it's surgery, you know, what's one or two things you just really want to dive into the next 12 months, get really focused on? You know, for me, we have a brand new. CO2 laser. Um and before I had to reduce my schedule because of my son. I was really starting to learn about the laser and play with the laser and we have some specialized laser training coming up this month with our clinic. Um so mine is really to try to get more laser surgery cases in the door, get more comfortable with that because I really really do enjoy it. So even for me as a specialist, I'm really trying to focus on, you know, utilizing a new skill. And for me, that's going to be laser surgery. And it gets me excited. It's uncomfortable because it's something that, you know, I wouldn't say I'm a huge expert at. I'm I'm comfortable doing basic procedures with it, but I'd like to get more advanced with it. So you have to feel a little uncomfortable and be willing to branch out. But again, that's where you can pick up a new skill or a new um, passion, love for a certain aspect of managing disease that you can get really excited about and maybe potentially get, you know, a little bit more specialized in, even if you're not truly a specialist. Number three, attend a CE lecture. So this is a little bit of the flip. Attend a CE lecture for something you are not comfortable with, you know, and it doesn't have to be medical. It could be non-medical, like a mental uh, health, something to do with finances, or maybe it is medical, a certain specialty, you know, maybe you hate seizures, but you know, you're going to have to see some of them. So you should see a neurology lecture, just attend something and be one CE lecture It can be virtual, it can be in person for something that you're not that comfortable with that you need to do more of that makes you a little like, Oh, when you see it on your schedule. I mean, I even have cases like that. So, you know, that feeling where are like, Oh, I don't want to deal with this but you know, you're going to have to for some of these cases, I challenge you to just to go to one lecture about it. See if you can find something you like about it, or if you can't at least see if there's something that you can learn about it to make it not so Ooh, feeling when it's on your schedule. The number four challenge I have for you in 2023 is think of one way that your job could be better you know, whether you love your job or you actually don't love your job and you're thinking of switching your job, think of a way that your job can be better. I think that this is often overlooked. I think that people assume it has to be higher pay. Oh, I need a better paying job, um, better hours. Maybe there's something simple like you need a longer lunch break to catch up on messages and not feel so overwhelmed. You know, for me, I actually shortened my lunch break a little bit. Um, a couple years ago, so I could have more time at the end of the day to catch up on messages, callbacks, things like that, so I could leave on time to actually get my kids from daycare. Maybe you just need different hours in the day. Again, a few years ago, I actually approached our management team about opening up earlier hours because I was always up early anyway. I'm a morning person. Um you know, my kids, we were able to drop them off at care earlier. and it was actually more stressful for me to get done again a bit later in the day. So in the last few years, I've started um, earlier in the day and I've shortened my lunch break, so I'm done earlier, but I'm still actually receiving the same amount of cases. And that ended up opening a whole different set of clientele for us, people who work, who couldn't necessarily just come see the dermatologist from 9 to 5. It gave them the opportunity to have a, an appointment with a dermatologist for their pet that they could see before work or at least just be a little slightly late to work and not have to necessarily take a big chunk of their day out. So we actually had a client, a lot of clients who really liked it. Our staff also really liked it too, because it, because there was a doctor there earlier in the day, it gave them the opportunity to actually switch to a four ten schedule. Cause since we had kind of different schedules throughout the day, we had the need for staff to be there longer. And so they have the option now of having a day off in the middle of the week and working longer shifts which most, most of them decided to do. Um, so it just actually ended up opening up a big world of possibility for all of our clinic. Um, and if I hadn't just said, Hey, could we do this? Um, you know, it would have taken longer for that potentially to happen. So you just have to be willing to ask, get creative. Um, you know, for some people it's having a procedure day. It stresses them out to kind of do a couple of procedures um in the morning and then have appointments later in the day um would you love having just a dental day like Tuesday's the day you just do dentals um you just help with extractions, things like that and it might not necessarily be something that can happen, but when you get creative, you'd be amazed how beneficial that can be financially mentally for you and in for everyone in the clinic um and it doesn't always have to be just higher pay, you know more vacation days it can be things that just fit into your desire and your daily practice life. And even if it can't happen, maybe there's little things you can do to strive to eventually get to that goal. So I know for me it made a big difference, and so just think of creative ways that you think your job could be better. And then my last thing, number 5, the thing I want to challenge you guys with this year, rethink why you love veterinary medicine. Why Did you love it? Maybe you feel like you've fallen out of love with it. Why did you love it? Clinical practice is amazing. I love clinical practice. But, you know, personally for me, the balance of also doing this podcast, of uh, teaching through the conferences I get to travel to, to connecting with people in our Derm Nerds community, to virtual webinars, all of that stuff also refuels me. And it all feeds off to each other. I'm very much a person that loves being clinical, but loves mixing in all the other things I do too. And they both kind of um, reinvigorate me in different ways. You know, I get to see cases. And then if I have really cool cases I've put pictures of, I can think, oh, how do I put that together for people, um, you know, in a lecture that I'm giving about allergy management? Um, And same thing when I go and learn and I get asked questions that maybe I don't know the answer to in my lectures. I look it up later. I become better at it. So I'm better. I'm a better clinician, but for you rethink why you love it. You know, if it's just that for some reason you're getting burnt out in practice, remember there's so many different ways you can help animals. You can help the veterinary community without it necessarily being the traditional clinical practice. Um, maybe you're just at a point in your life where you feel burnt out because You have young kids at home and you just need to be part time for a few years. It doesn't have to be a forever thing, but maybe you just feel that yearning and you will not burn out and stay in our industry and stay motivated by it if you have say more of like a three day week schedule, uh, maybe you just need to turn into something like industry. Maybe you've learned you love networking and conferences. You want to help the community, but you don't necessarily want to be clinical, or maybe you've stepped away from the clinic and you're missing it. So just rethink why you love veterinary medicine. I think we often consider our path in veterinary medicine has to be, um, this steady straight line, right? Like I'm a clinician and then I move up maybe in my role in the clinic and I see more cases and I'm more profitable. But really we don't have to have a straight line in our journey. It could be you were clinical for five years, six, seven years, and then you decided I'm for some reason want to step away, go to industry for a few years. Um, then you want to, you know, do CE things like I do. And then you miss the clinic. I mean, it's whatever makes you happy in that moment. And the way that we evolve, the way that we age, the way our lives change, whether it's kids or moving or family changes, um, or what our desires are, or other hobbies we have, we don't have to stay in the same aspect of our career. It can change. It really depends on what you need. I think pivoting is completely a normal thing as we have to do with our lives. I know I've pivoted in lots of different ways. I've had to pivot a lot, obviously, the last year. With everything that we're dealing with on a family level. And it can be really hard, but pivoting is so normal. And so just kind of let go of that concept. If you're not happy in some way, again, how can you make your job better? Or why did you originally love veterinary medicine? And it's okay if the way that you express that love for the industry has changed and how you're going to do it. So, as we kick off this new year, I just wanted to leave you guys with those challenges of things to consider. So again, number one, try something new, new product, new diet, new diagnostic test, new way of doing something. Number two, identify one to two things that you really want to focus on, whether it's a certain disease process, um, a certain procedure. Number three, attend a CE lecture for something you are not comfortable with. Number four, think of one way your job could be better, even if you have to get creative and it's not the stereotypical things. And number five, rethink why you love veterinary medicine and make sure that you still have that passion, even if you have to express it in a different way, or maybe you feel like you've lost that passion. So you need to, you know, talk to people and see other ways that you could involved in an industry that might reignite that for you. So I just thought this would be a fun way to kick off the year. Um, as we wrapped up last week, now we're going to kick off this week and we'll continue getting into our dermatology, uh, you know, education and CE moving forward, Uh, but take on these goals, make it something fun to do, write them down. And, you know, if you do something and you find it beneficial, I'd love to hear about it. Shoot me a message on Instagram, at the DermVet, because I'd love to hear if this resonates with you.